Isn't it exciting to hear from someone like Ed Starkey? You know, I wish every church had a coffee ministry man with that kind of heart. And uh, let's give Ed a hand. He's standing there in the back right now. Thank him for all that he does. You know, this service is a really exciting time because before you leave here, you'll have the opportunity to sign up to be in that same position that Ed's in and serving and enjoying that. Well, I better get started now. Uh, buddy's giving me 20 minutes. So um, this is the point someone says that and then they look at me like, you jerk. And um, so I'm going to look at Buddy's pew and go, thank you, Buddy, for 20 minutes. Okay, I better get moving. So glad that you're here today. I, I, I love this little children's book called Snail Crossing. And, and it's about this um, snail that's obviously very slow but very kind and, and trying to cross. And on his way across the street to get to his destination, he, he runs into some ants that are having a hard time with a flood of water. And he helps them out. But by the time that's over, he doesn't know where he's going. And, and so he makes these friendships in this, with these ants to help him to his destination. And the book has one message for children. Here's the message. Teamwork inspires friendship. It's a great message. And, and guys, uh, you can Google this today and, and look at all kinds of scientific studies that tell us the benefits of teamwork that you're more efficient, that your morale is higher, so many things. But one of the things they're always going to say is teamwork helps develop friendships. In fact, I love at the end of one very detailed scientific study, it was a surprising quotation. They said this finally, you know, Tom Brady is a gifted athlete, but he never won a Super Bowl on his own. And think about that. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time, and yet he needed a team. And that's why God has put his people in the church. As amazingly gifted as we have people in this church, we are never going to win the world without all of us being on the same team. Now, the blessing of this is that we're going to build friendships in the middle of it. You know, there, there are two ways to develop friendships. One is called face-to-face, -face, when you, you just talk and you share and you're, you're open with each other. Uh, another is more when you're just side by side and you're working together. And in the midst of that, you get to know each other well. Today, we're talking about side by side. For many of us, that is quite, that's easier. You see, God wants us to get to work. And he's going to try to motivate us today by some words that Jesus said. So go to Matthew chapter 9 with me. We're going to read starting in verse 35. What's his motivation for us to join this great team? Verse 35, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to bring forth workers for the harvest field. Love that passage. And in this passage, Jesus is going to help us to, first of all, see the problem. I hope you'll take notes today. Today, if you take notes, I wish you had a red pen, because everything you'll write down is from the, the words of Jesus Christ. 
What's the problem? The problem, Jesus says, is that people are harassed and helpless. They're like sheep without a shepherd. You ever feel that way? You ever feel like you're just harassed? That that everywhere you go and everything you try to achieve, there's some kind of opposition. There's something standing between you and getting it done. That everything's a little bit harder work than you expected to do. People are a bigger hassle than you want it to be. And you just, you just live with this opposition and you actually feel harassed. And sometimes it gets so bad that you feel helpless. I'm just not going to make it. I don't know if I can put one foot in front of the other any longer. That's so accurate, isn't it? It may feel like my son Lincoln felt the other day. Him and his wife, that's sort of weird to say, him and his wife had been on vacation with her family over in North Carolina. And to save money, they didn't take his truck. They took Emmanuel's little Chevy truck, which he hates. But anyway, he had to drive it back. Uh, and so she was going to stay with her family. He had to drive back to be at work. And, and so he takes off about 6 o'clock at night, and he's going back to Nashville. And by the time he gets to Knoxville, he stops and he's got a flat tire. Well, he tries to change the tire, but it's only got that little bitty useless tire in there, right? And, and it says on it that it will only go 60 miles and you can only drive it 50 miles per hour. And so he's in a pretty bad spot, never can get to Nashville that way. And so he calls this service that says, oh, we'll be there in 30 minutes and fix your tire. Well, three hours and 30 minutes later, they show up. So now he's really late and he's headed back to Nashville. And right before he gets to Nashville, he's just a few miles from his, his house. Uh, the track says, you've got 10 more miles till you run out of gas. Guess what? He ran out in two miles. Now he's stranded without gas. He's got a dog in the car. The dog has to go with him to this gas station, get some gas, bring it back, put the gas in it. Finally, they get home about 2 o'clock in the morning. What was supposed to be an eight-hour trip, well, a four-hour trip, ended up being eight hours. You ever feel like life's that way for you? I mean, it's just always a little bit more hassle. And Jesus looks at people, and he sees this. And he adds another line. He said, they're like sheep without a shepherd. They're leaderless. They don't know where they're going. Now, I, I think this is a four-letter word. You can say in church, I may get in trouble. But sheep are what? Dumb. Thank you. Whoever, thank you. Who was bold enough to say that out loud? Dumb. Okay, say that with me. Sheep are dumb. Okay. I, I read a story the other day from Italy. And, and there were 1,500 sheep together. And nobody was watching them. And they all walked over to a cliff and just fell over. Is all, all 1,500. 400 of them were killed. You say, well, why weren't all 1,100, all 1,500 killed? The next 1,100 had a good cushion to land on, okay? And they did okay. And guys, that's what sheep do. If they're not leading, Jesus isn't trying to be critical of us. He's just trying to be honest with us. It's guys, if we don't have a shepherd, if we don't submit to a leader, if there's not someone with authority in our life, guys, that's what we're seeing happen today in our world. We are leaderless. We don't have any core values. Nobody can say what's right or wrong. No longer in culture can we agree to that because you have your own right, I have my own right. I have my own wrong, you have your own wrong. And there's, it's absolutely pandemonium. And the problem is, people are walking off the cliff every day. And Jesus sees it. Now watch Jesus' reaction. 
Now, I could see Jesus being mad. I mean, he gave them the Ten Commandments. They're breaking every one of those. What's your deal? You wouldn't be walking off the cliff if you'd listened to what I said. But that's not what Jesus says. His heart was filled with compassion. He's not angry. If your life is directionless today, if you don't know exactly where you're going, if you don't have any great meaning right now to your life, if you feel harassed and helpless, let me tell you, Jesus' heart goes out to you. That's not the way he wants you to live. And then he gives us two more facts under the problem. One sounds really positive. The harvest is plentiful. In view of people being harassed and helpless, guys, no matter what kind of facade we put on on the outside, we feel that way. And a lot of times we don't see it because we look at people's outside and they look together. Jesus says on the inside they're feeling harassed and helpless. And because of that, the harvest is plentiful. Guys, we're experiencing that as a church right now. We're seeing so many people come to Christ. I'm telling you, the, the harvest is plentiful. But here's the problem, Jesus says, the workers are few. That's pretty sad. you got a lot of folks who would love to follow Jesus because their life needs direction. And then there are not of us, not enough of us, to actually do the work. And we see that in our church today. And that's what's so exciting about today is we get to do something about it. Now, let me tell you what Jesus' um, Jesus' answer to this is. It's pretty, pretty amazing. The answer is, ask the Lord of Harvest to send out workers. We get to be the answer. Because these are exciting days in our church. And, and we get to be the answer. Let me just tell you some areas where we need additional help. We all, you know, we always need more small group leaders. We're reorganizing small groups in January. And we need many of you to step up and start a new group or multiply your group or find a pocket of your friends or an area of town and start a group. And, and you can sign up for that today. We'll make sure you get the training you need. Guys, worship. We need more help in our worship ministry. We need more people to help with this acapella service. We need a whole new group to join our people in doing the instrumental service. Please sign up for that and you'll be contacted. Guys, our tech ministry has become a whole new world since online services. And now with two different style services, even bigger. If you've got technological ability, sign up to be in the tech ministry. Almost everything we do on Sunday morning, from greeters to classroom teachers to nursery workers, we need folks. And then when you get to that part of your form that's about serving out, my goodness, man, I just, I, I love that part of it. Because this church is active in so many different ministries in our city. I mean, you think about hope-inspired ministry that gives people an opportunity off the streets to be trained for a job. You think of what happens in the inner city ministry. You think about the big difference that's being made just a couple blocks from here in Halcyon Elementary School. You look through that list. We want you to serve in the church in many, facil- many ways, and we want you to serve out. And we got all these opportunities to choose from. So we get to be the answer. But what's surprising to me is what Jesus says is the answer. He doesn't say, dudes, get up off your bottom and get to work. He said, here's what you do. Ask the Lord of Harvest to bring out workers. 
Just pray about it. Pray to the Lord who can do anything about anything about this incredible scenario where lots of people need the Lord and we need lots of workers. So I want to invite us just to be obedient to Jesus right now. I'd like you to bow and just pray for a few seconds on your own about God bringing forth workers even today, and then I'll close out that prayer. Let's bow together. God, we know the solution is you, Father. And we know what Jesus commanded us to do here is to ask you because you are, you're powerful enough to move in our hearts. You're powerful enough to change us. And Lord, when Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, I know he was so excited. But I know he's so despondent about the workers being few. But he said if we would ask for workers, you would do that, Lord. And so we pray in our church, in our community, God, that you will bring us as workers God, there'll be no one who feels harassed and helpless or leaderless and just wandering through life, trying to fill life with all kinds of mess that doesn't have a way to connect with you. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Reminded of a story about Martin Luther. When Martin Luther started the Reformation and he was all serious about going out and just preaching the simple gospel, the good news of Jesus. He had a friend who happened to be a monk. And his friend said to Martin Luther, let's make a, a deal. It sounds like a really good deal. You, you go preach to lost people, and I'll stay back in the monastery, and I'll pray. Sounds like the perfect combination. But the monk back in the monastery was given a dream one night, and in this dream, he sees this incredibly large harvest field ready to be harvested. In the midst of this, there's just this one solitary figure trying to harvest it, and it's Martin Luther. And when he got through with that night, he went to his friend Luther. He said, it's not enough for me to pray. I've got to go join the harvest. And my friends, if you prayed that prayer just a moment ago, and I hope you did, that God would bring workers. It's not enough for you just to pray it. In fact, I believe when you pray that prayer, the first volunteer God can see is you. You're, you're the answer to that prayer. And so we continue to pray. And that's today is the day. This is the day where we as a church decide how we're going to work and how we're going to give our offering for the year 2022. And this is this exciting day for us because we learn to enjoy the work. I want to talk about that just for a moment. Because I think we look at work as another bad four-letter word. And our culture says, the less you can work, the happier you'll be. And we, we sort of believe that. And so my goal, you know, is to, to play, you know, as many sports as I can, to go to as many ball games as I can, to have as many vacations as I can, to somehow get to the point where I don't have to work, 
to, to golf as much as I can, to, um, you know, go out and fill my life with all these addictions, man, that are all over. I mean, some of them are good, some of them are bad. But America, America is an addicted country today. I mean, I looked over a list of the top addictions in America. Work, drugs, exercise, pornography, social media, gambling, video games, painkillers, Netflix, iPhone, shopping. Well, here's an addiction, plastic surgery. Have you seen that Hollywood star that looks like a duck? You think, did someone not tell her she had had enough surgery? Just, just stop it for a while, okay? Because these kind of things can become addictive. Now, why are we so easily addicted? Why is our country, a, a country, despite all of our wealth and everything we have, we're an addicted country? Because we're empty. And you think if I could just goof off enough and veg on Netflix all day, you know, and just surf the web all day and stay on social media like the average American five or six hours a day, and if I could just do this and do this and go play and have this great vacation just one after the other, I'd be happy. Let me tell you, no, you wouldn't because it's not fulfilling. And we are fooled when Satan tells us that that's enough because, guys, let's talk about the blessings. Now, first of all, let me just say this. There, there is a blessing in just serving. There's something about working. I heard this quotation this weekend. I thought it was great. The meaning of life is to find your gift. And that's part of what we're trying to ask you to do. Find an area of giftedness. But the purpose of life is to give your gift away. That's when you find meaning. And then you can enjoy the blessings of the Scripture where Paul says, we are workers together with God. Isn't that cool? We're talking in this series about living close, and that's, that's really awesome because you will get, we will get close to each other as we work together in ministry. But even more than that, we'll get close to God. Because if, if you sign up in an area today to stretch yourself, if you sign up to walk into that inner city, if you sign up to walk and be a mentor over this elementary, you're a little nervous about it. If you sign up to do some things here in, in church, like teach a class, I'm telling you, when you stretch yourself, you're going to walk into that room saying, God, help me. And you're going to develop a great relationship with God. So we get to be this incredible workers together with God. We talk about Tom Brady, greatest of all time. Cool, man. Can you imagine being one of those people that played on the team with him? In fact, you can, you can hear interviews about how dedicated he is and how he works so hard, how he pushes you to be your very best. He does that with every team he's on. Man, that, you know, I mean, that's nothing compared to working with the God of heaven who truly is the greatest of all time. And what an honor we get, guys. But I'm just going to tell you, unless you get to work, you're not going to experience that. And then second, listen to this passage that Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in verse 16. He said, this grace is for your benefit so that the grace that's reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Paul said, man, you are going to be so thankful. You're going to be so happy. You're going to be so full of life because you are doing something so significant that not only are people coming to Christ, but God is being glorified. And guys, some of us may fit that description Jesus gave. We're just sort of harassed and helpless. Life's not meaning what it could 
Sometimes we're without a shepherd because we're listening to all these voices in culture that tell us that this is the path of happiness. And I'm telling you, it's a dead-end street. Jesus said it's happier, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so today, we've got a chance to be co-workers with God. One of my favorite preachers growing up was an Irish preacher. His name was Jim McGuigan. In a quote I just could never get out of my mind, he said this in a message one day. People are crying while they die. Not because they're dying, but because they don't know why they lived. Friends, of all people on the face of this earth, we know why we live. And there's something incredible about laying your life on the line for Christ. Listen to what Vince Lombardi said years ago about a sport. He said, I firmly believe that any man's finest hour, the greatest fulfillment to all he holds dear, is the moment he has worked his heart out for a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of battle, victorious. That's a good exhaustion. And my friends, over the next couple moments, Dan's going to lead us through a process where we get a chance to experience Everything that God wants us to experience. So this morning, my prayer is that all of us are an answer to the prayer that we just prayed. Lord, Lord, the harvest is plentiful. It's incredible. People are lost. We see it everywhere. Bring forth workers. And let me be the first. Dan, come lead us through this. Thank you, buddy. Um, Man, that extremely challenging and uh, whether you're in this room or, or joining us online today that's just it's such a powerful challenge and it's just <clears throat> it's why we're here it's why we're put together so I was willing to also uh, do the sermon today in our worship planning the team felt like buddy doing the sermon and me taking a few minutes would be best I mean I only went over 15 minutes last year <laughs> on faith work Sunday so oh some of you remember that and that's why you're not laughing okay cool um, so, but I, I love what I get to do here. I, I shared in 101 in the 10 o'clock class today. I don't have to do anything here. I, I don't, I get to. It, it just is a joy and a blessing to see new folks come through the door. So many of, so many of you in this room today are, are recently part of this family and new. And I'm so thankful for all the ways God's at work. And uh, Ed, thank you so much for that, that challenge. Um, it, we may just give Ed Faith Work Sunday next year. He, he may just do the, the sermon and uh, communion and my part because um, he does better with time, you know, obviously. And, uh, and man, just really just cuts my heart in a powerful way. And, and just love that man. Thank you so much. Um, so that question of why serve, in just a minute, we're going to just very like just nuts and bolts kind of lo- just logistics look through this. But just real quick, I want to share with you a little bit about my story. Why I believe in serving is uh, largely because of the, the family, the home that I grew up in. So my parents, Travis and Debbie Burgess, just have servants' hearts. Um, I, one of my best friends, lifelong best friends, told me in college, said, I, I want my home to be like yours when, when we grow up. I want my home to always be open for people to come in. Um, I want there to be food and snacks, and I just want people to feel welcome. And man, what, what a tribute and what a legacy. Um, 
the, the eating snacks, that's the fun part. The not so fun part was also my mama, Helen, my mom's mom, who lived just a few miles down the road. And like 7 a.m., almost every morning during the summer, when we thought we were going to sleep in, we would hear her car door shut out in the driveway. And we knew whatever it was. If we had not taken care of pine straw, pine needles. In, in central Alabama, that's like a, y'all use that for landscaping. In north Alabama, um, pine straw is like cuss words. It's like everywhere. If you grow up on eight acres like I did with about a million pine trees, I'm forever traumatized by pine needles and pine straw. But anyways, um, the, the, just the work ethic and the service that was taught to me just through my parents being full-time school teachers and also basically full-time, as much time as they had to give in a catering business. And everybody should work in food service for a little bit. It is, it is hard, hard work. And uh, knowing that every Saturday, we were hired when we were old enough to not drop the boxes that said fragile on the side, okay? So that was like at five or six. And uh, just to work with them, my dad was a deacon over the fellowship hall, the fellowship building growing up. So this nice light plastic white tables that we have now, you kids don't know, okay? You don't know what those heavy metal like underpinning that would just cut through your hands and you felt like you're going to lose your fingers serving in a fellowship hall. Uh, they, they also double as great storm shelters, those tables. They're so strong and sturdy, like if there's a tornado or a nuclear fallout, just get under one of those tables, I think. They're, they're, so, they're so heavy. But, uh, but service is just something that I grew up seeing and I was invited into. See, that's the difference. If you have a real high challenge, but a real low invitation... You know what that results in? Not much. Feeling bad about yourself, honestly. There's a lot of church research that shows that. If you give real high challenges and then there's not an invitation, people just feel really cruddy about themselves. Feel like they're not doing enough, there's more. So guys, today's a high invitation. You heard it from Ed, you heard it from Buddy. We're gonna give you a super high invitation. If you would, go ahead and if you have a smartphone, you don't have to take a picture, you can just take your phone and just aim it at this and it should bring up a link Mine worked. I hope yours does too. In case you have an issue with that, we have paper forms that are um, uh, behind the songbooks. If you don't know what a songbook is, that means that this might be your first church ever or your first church of Christ, but we have songbooks. We don't use them when the worship center is this dark usually, but they're in there. And we have paper forms. But guys, this is crucial. You're going to get a chance to, to make some commitments, commitments with your heart, commitments with your time. You know, our verse that we use for faith works is James 2.22. And what it says is, see, his faith was at work along with his actions. In fact, his faith, it, it was complete. It was made complete by faithful works. But guys, also 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 are what drive our service here in this church family. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about how you are uniquely gifted and how you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you are able to do things that no one else can do. That's huge. We have this guide, this advocate, this counselor of the Holy Spirit, and he's at work in your heart, and he wants you to serve. He wants you to lift up the name of Jesus through loving others well. Those who were closest to Jesus, Jesus said, hey, Rabbi, hey, teacher, what, what's the best thing we could ever do? What's number one on your list since you are the son of God? What's number one? And he said, love God and love others. Well, that's why we serve. Why take time out of your life and schedule, we all have a certain bandwidth, certain energy, and put your time towards something else. Well, the answer is we can do together what none of us can do alone. And you are uniquely gifted. You are uniquely equipped. You're an expert in your story. There's no one else who has your story. There's no one else who God is writing the same story as yours. 
And your story should, and if you're part of this family, will be used for the glory of God because it matters and you matter. And any voice that says you don't matter or you're not gifted or you're not equipped is straight from our enemy in this life. And it should be defeated through prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit. So please submit to that. But we're gonna walk through this. If you pull this up, you should be able to commit to a service. Let us know, are you planning on coming to the 8.30 acapella service or the 11 o'clock instrumental service? Which one will you be at? You also have a commitment card. There should have been in your lifelines on your way in. There's also some of those in the back of uh, the pew in front of you. Uh, In just a few moments, we're gonna listen to some music and then our shepherds at at just the right time will come up and have baskets, okay? If you fill out the QR code, we want you to sign up for something in and something out. And guess what? You're not limited to one. Those blanks, if you tell me, oh, it would only let me sign up for one, I'm going to know you're lying. I've already gone through and practiced it. You can actually sign up for several, okay? So sign up for one or more of serving in. Scripture's very clear. Hey, don't look past the people that are part of God's family right here with you. Especially, we should love well those who are here. However, also, we need to be the hands and feet of Jesus by doing what our greatest rabbi, our teacher said, love God and love others. Loving others means going out. It was so special to get to love Montgomery police yesterday. Officer Booker, um, who is, he's out there. He was in here first service. I I see him right back there. He's, Jarius, come on, step step right inside. Yeah, he's not going to like, and he's got a gun, but you know. All right. So can we just give a hand to our officer Booker? So absolutely. Thank you. What I want to say to him is thank you because he, he came here to provide a service and he immersed himself into this family. So his family, um, his, his wife, Stephanie, their three children are part of this church family. And he is so quiet and unassuming that he pulled through that line yesterday to pick up his Boston, but like he was just anybody else. Well, you can imagine, we made sure he knew he's not just anybody else. I mean, he was just quiet and unassuming. He just pulled up. It was just him in the car. And me and Kevin Thrash were standing there. And we looked at each other. And Kevin had to lean like way down. Kevin's like seven foot tall. I didn't have to lean as far. And then Officer Booker, Jerry, smiled. And we were like, you're not getting off that easy. So we got him out of the car and took a bunch of pictures. He shared his heart about what it's like right now. It's hard to be part of um, a protective service in law enforcement. It's, it's difficult, but he shared his heart and he was vulnerable and it allowed this church family to rally around him and his brothers and sisters in this, the force and, and the protective services of Montgomery Police Department. Guys, that, that's being part of a family. It's letting someone know when you're not okay. It's letting someone know when you're hurting. And when you serve alongside somebody, like Buddy said, that's a great way to get to know somebody. I know forever, forever I have Nick Brooks in my phone because we wash dishes after a Thanksgiving meal. We wash dishes because Miss Carlita made me wash dishes because I missed the night before making dressing. I'm so sorry. She's right back here. And she put me on dishes with Nick. I don't know what Nick did to get in trouble, but that, that's what I did to get in trouble. So we washed dishes, and I know he's got my back. He, we, we talked, and we, got to, and we don't get to spend all the time. We've talked about getting lunch, but I know if I need something, I've got him, and, and he's got me. Guys, that's what serving alongside gets you. 
So whether you fill out this form and commit to service and, and this commitment card, whether you fill out a QR code, our shepherds are going to be up here. We're going to listen to some music, and you can bring your commitment card for, for your financial love offering for 2022. That's how our shepherds plan and, and forecast. And they are going to, I assure you, continue to prayerfully step out in faith and do things that we've never even imagined or thought possible. But this does help us plan and, and prepare for the next year. So when the the shepherds come up at just the right time, you can put those in there. But right now, for a couple of minutes, we're going to listen to some music, some very soft music. Go through and fill out a way to serve in and serve out. Look at your commitment card. And then just hold on to those. And I'll I'll get back up here in just a couple of minutes. But right now, we're going to listen to some music and just prayerfully listen to God's Spirit about how you can serve in this family and how you can serve out.